This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio. Along with the great Ryan Hollins, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Dan, the boys are off for the day. Uh, we are with you for the next couple of hours. And uh, we got a lot to talk about here. We got, um, we got the officiating disaster that is the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns. We have all these competitive series. We got maybe the weirdest interviews ever at a Formula One race. And do we care about formula one now that that part to me is is crazy the mvp of course uh has been announced man we got a lot to get to let's um can we start with the mavericks and the suns ryan is that okay with you yeah yeah let's roll okay so look this is uh this is something that has been occurring much more much more uh, repetitively in the nba than uh than i can ever remember and that's where fans and their actions are causing them to get ejected from, from stadiums, from arenas. And so what happened was yesterday during a game, which, I mean, really, this is taking away from the fact that that was an awful basketball game to watch. The officiating was bad, but part of the reason the officiating is bad is everybody's flopping. And so it's really hard to tell, like, is that a foul? Is that a foul? Like, if they're all just falling down, you almost feel like, okay, what if we call no fouls? If we call no fouls, then it gets too physical and then everybody wants to fight or somebody gets hurt right yeah so apparently there's i don't know if he's a heckler or what it was it was a young dude hoodie uh under jersey he had a little earring in the right ear D- did you did you ever rock the earring no no i never had the earring look no no hoop look <laughs> now, it was uh i think it was the it was the it was the diamond uh, diamond pendant, diamond stud, or whatever. Um, he had the earring in the ear, and uh, he, on some level, either heckled or made contact with somebody of Chris Paul's family. Here's Charles Barkley after the game. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that upcoming. Um, first thing is like th- I understand you don't want anybody touching anyone in your family. I don't know what that all means though. Like, do we know? Like, was there like a legit two hand push? Was there, or is it like it's people are close to each other and jostling? I have no idea. I do know that. Like some of this is fans step over the line. Some of it is that players are way more sensitive to things being said to them than they ever have been. So I guess, Ryan, the question is, which do you think it's more of? I think that we've seen since COVID fans have been crossing the line. And I'll say this, when when I played, Fans crossed the line, but you didn't always necessarily see it. But I think, you know, think back like Trey Young, the spitting in the on him, that was like crazy. A couple things that had been built up towards, you know, this this villain narrative with Russell Westbrook and then people feel like because he, you know, he's kind of opinionated that they can challenge him physically, uh, verbally on the floor. Like they feel like they have a beef with Russell Westbrook, uh, which is disgusting to me. Like it's personal. Uh and I think just whatever happened, I, I hear just pushing of any, there's any contact from a fan at all to Chris Paul's family. And I'm sure there was. I, I know Chris, he wouldn't act in that behavior without it being such, oh, I'd, I'd lose it. I'd lose my marbles. If I saw my family being touched, being pushed to, to any degree by anybody, don't care if it's a, a middle schooler with a hoop in his earring, and let alone touch your mother on Mother's Day, your wife on Mother's Day is on. I, it, Chris, Chris did pretty well to not be restrained, <laughs> to be restrained the way he was. So it's inexcusable. But I think to answer what you're saying, Doug, there's th- this element had always been there, but there's a different level of entitlement from the things I'm seeing today. A different level of entitlement from the fans or from the players? From the fans. From See, the I fans to get more hands-on, the fans to feel more entitled. Yeah, I feel like they're more a part of the game or they're more yeah, I look, I, I do think there's a little of that. I mean it's here's here's the progression of it, right? It started with uh it started with uh, message like message boards, right? And work from message boards to whether it's Reddit or then it worked its way uh towards Twitter and all different types of social media. I think the worst thing we do in, in media, this is the absolute worst, is and it's more like e-news and those types of shows. Okay. The worst thing that we do is we put up on screen somebody who average Joe. That's the problem with social. The great mm. thing about social media is, is the downfall of social media. The great thing about social media is everybody's kind of equal, but the truth is that everybody isn't equal. Everybody's opinion doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Right. And, and now Twitter tried to separate, go, hey, there's blue checks. The blue checks somehow matter. If you're not a blue check, you don't matter. So that should be maybe at least the line of who we pay attention to or what we pay attention to. And I guess the problem with that is that even even the Kevin Durant's of the world or or whoever else is a really powerful part of social media. When they see non blue check, but guys come at them or people come at them, they clap back at them those people you have to they don't matter and if you make them matter if you amplify their voice now the sudden they feel that they that's the again that's the device that that's the power of social media is that it makes all of these people feel like they they belong in the conversation they're part of the game they're part, so i think that empowers them um obviously you know you put alcohol you put the proximity to the court or whatever but i would also tell you that because those voices are amplified on social media, there's also the players who got to stop turning around. They got to stop reacting to people. There's a, on every ticket you've ever gotten, there's the ability for a player to just go, you, you're gone. That's it. There's no question about it. If it really bothers you, just go, he's gone. And then that's it. Or you just keep walking. You have to just keep playing. It doesn't make it okay what people are saying but your the the reaction and the overreaction to those things, I think, only make it worse. Yeah, but I, here, well, here's an element there. There's someone heckling you. There's someone saying something. 
and whatever, it's a part of the game. You hear him yelling, you hear him chirping, it's, it's not a big deal. And, I, and I've had this situation before myself. Uh, all right, cool, he's saying this, he's saying this, whatever. All right, we're competing. Maybe he says something to you at the wrong time. Irritates you, all right? Part of the game, though. The fan starts to amplify it to the next level. When you're hearing family, when you're hearing your children, when you're hearing your loved ones uh, brought into a, a matter, now it's no longer sport. So, no, players, I don't think, mind the original heckling, the, oh, you're not good, okay, you suck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the derogatory speech, uh, when you bring family in tune, that's when people flip the switch. And, Doug, you know, you, you played two or three quarters of a basketball game you're fired up. You're 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 excited. You're in it. You are at a a physical peak. You are in war mode. When people don't understand, when you play in the NBA, your instincts are almost like they're a ten of ten. You you are running as fast as you can to dive on a loose ball. You're jumping as high as you could jump. There's a a split second reaction where you're sprinting back on defense. You are emotionally into it, Doug, and you know what that's like. So. When you walk to the bench after a frustrating foul or play, emotions are in it, and someone says something foul to you, you don't always have that level of respect where you're like, oh, man, you know, um, hey, security, come get this guy. You may speak, speak or clap back, and that's where teammates come involved. So, hey, I'll say it. I played with Matt Barnes. I played with Boogie Cousins. So I knew if I would be on a bench or there and someone was saying something, Boogie was charged up. As a teammate, I jump right in. <laughs> As a teammate, I jump right in before something can go. So you also got to take care of your brothers, you know. But in this, in the instance of Chris Paul, I don't care what's going on. If you see your mother and your wife having an altercation with any with anybody, let alone a male, oh, I'm ready to go into the stands. And you may not have the luxury to just say, ah, oh, man, hey, security, go take care of that guy. No, 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 no. As a husband, you're going in there. I think it was at Doug. Was it Antonio Daniels? That that it was in Chicago or sprinted up or I'm not sure. He, I know he was playing for Chicago. I'm not sure where they were. Sprinted into the stands and is like, "Hey man, I I saw this altercation. Forget the game." <laughs> yeah, I don't think you go up in the stands. Uh, that's n- nothing. Usually, that nothing good happens there. I mean, look, look, we've heard other things from 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 players when they're dribbling up the court. You know, telling guys who are yelling at them from the sidelines. You know, th- giving it right back to them. I'm just telling you, like, like the, the these guys have rabbit ears. The players have rabbit ears, and I have, there's no doubt that there's incredible jealousy from from people, or they're just they're trying to rattle you. There used to be a guy, uh, the heckler. You guys remember that there used to be a heckler, and he went to Washington Bullets games, right? And he used to sit there, and the entire game he would heckle Michael Jordan. The entire game. Now, I don't think it, it rose to the level of, of necessarily like cursing at him and maybe he didn't talk about his his mom or whatever, but like the entire game, that's what he would do. He was kind of part of the NBA lore, if you will. And so one, one of the things is a lot of these guys have been brought up with kid gloves. I mean, like Kevin Durant's a perfect example. I think Kevin Durant is, went healthy, the best player in the NBA. That, that's, my, that's my personal opinion. I understand he didn't win the MVP. I understand he didn't, didn't get out of the first round. That's my opinion. Okay? He didn't play, didn't play well for the most part against the Boston Celtics. They just loaded up against him. And that said, Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City. They're playing the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. He's not playing well. The Daily Oklahoman, at the time, now called the Oklahoman, the, the Oklahoman puts out a headline, Mr. Unreliable. And the idea of it is usually he's Mr. Reliable. In this series, he's unreliable. And there was such a hubbub over it that the biggest newspaper in the state issued a retraction over an opinion headline. Mm. Okay? So the idea, the idea that we're creating a world where you can't call a great basketball player who's usually reliable, unreliable, in a sports headline is ridiculous. It's utterly and completely ridiculous. But that's the bar that we set. And so guys are treated with kid gloves. And so the one time somebody yells something at them, they, they freak out. When just like somebody that doesn't have a check by their, they don't matter. Now, I don't know what happened. Somebody makes contact with a loved one of mine, obviously. Okay. But it didn't look like, it wasn't like they were swinging. 
it's it's some dude who looks like he's in his early 20s in the front row watching the game. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what's happening. But the idea that Chris Paul, who's playing game, look, he's frustrated because of the officiating. And the officiating is hard, honestly, because Chris Paul does it just as much as anybody, right? He's, he's a, now a victim of the crimes that he had previously committed. That, that's, that's really what happens, you know? And so it just, it does feel like there's this um, amplified sensitivity from NBA guys specifically. Now, it also feels like fan behavior is worse than ever. But some of that is just the videos we see of fights at at games. Here's Charles Barkley on the incident with Chris Paul's family. We could put an end to all this stuff. Some of this stuff these fans say, let's take them right down to center court for five minutes. (laughs) I've always said that. Some of the crap they said to you, hey, let's give me five minutes to center court with them and to say, you ain't going to press no charges. Nobody going to get it. No, and no, ain't nobody going to be sued civilly. Say what you just said to me right to my face right here for these five minutes. And I'm going to beat your ass, beat the hell out of it you. Would, it would take you five minutes? Oh, no, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to beat them up quickly. I'm going to jab them a little bit. Then I'm going to lay the haymakers on their ass. Well, obviously. I hear you, Foreman. <laughs> Charles Foreman. In a real world, in a real society, you know, other than a gladiator. That no, we purging people. It's not happening. We're purging people. I mean, that's really what happened with the uh, <laughs> the Malice of the Palace, right? You ever heard Bill? You ever heard Bill Burr's stand up thing? Uh, stand up on on the Malice of the Palace? No, no. Where he said, you know, for how many years people were like come up here, come up here, and they went up there, right? And Ron Artest taking out rows of people, <laughs> right? That, that, I mean, it's and, and that part is true. That part is true. Sometimes people have a whooping come and tell, right? But but the problem is that, we, again, like we get to a point of sensitivity where guys get super, super rattled. You know, it's like fans are out of line, but players overreacting is out of line as well. And 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 for whatever reason, there's a percentage of people that see what happened in Dallas and it only cranks them up. And we'd be remiss if we didn't point out that Chris Paul was incredibly frustrated yesterday, right? And when you're really, really frustrated and you're losing and you feel like the whole world's against you and then you hear somebody yelling at you and then you look up and your family's arguing with some dude in the stands, now all, this, now all of a sudden uh, you're going you're gonna to react. So, yes, of course, that would be amazing if – Say it, say it to my face. Like I, I've never understood how somebody can yell something vile at somebody. So, but it's the, how many wrongs make a right. And, and obviously all this is aside from putting your hands on anybody, but like, again, we don't know what putting your hands on somebody is. Let me, if you shove somebody like, all right, that's different than if you're sitting there and you're off balance and you put your hand on somebody's shoulder. I don't know. There is no video of it. It's not, it's not, I'm not able to to, to honestly judge, but I can tell you, and I think this would be realistic is fan behavior seems worse. Player reaction seems worse. It seems, seems more sensitive. Are, are those two things fair? Well, let, let me ask this. When you say player reaction, they're sensitive. Are you saying they're sensitive for overreacting they're sensitive for letting someone get to them, like what, or is it the timing? We're, Luca, going we're, back to Luca and Phoenix. Luca's okay. Luca's walking off the court in Phoenix mm-hmm. when he was terrible in the in the fourth quarter and the second half against the Dallas Mavericks. Right? Excuse mm-hmm. me, against the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Game Game Two, they're embarrassing him defensively. He was awful. Right. So he's walking off the court. Somebody from Phoenix says something to him. So instead of just walking away, he turns and he reacts to somebody. Now, it might have felt the guy might have deserved a reaction. The guy might have deserved an ass whooping. But the second you turn around, there is a percentage of fans. I'm not one of them because I don't yell at dudes. I know they're way better than I could ever have been. Right. And if they, they play bet, like I don't I, I like why not just boo or cheer? I don't really understand that. Right. They, or even the you suck, like you don't actually suck. So well, like whatever. But the point is that the second you turn and you react. OK, now if every Phoenix fans like I got we got him. Just keep yelling at him. We got him. We, we, we got him. We're in, we're, in his, we're in his head. 
So, well, I, go ahead. Well, let me say this, though, Doug. You know there's a difference between, hey, Doug Gottlieb, you suck. And then there's a difference between, hey, Doug, I'll whoop your blank, blank, blank. Hey, Doug, you're a this, this, this. There are words that, you know, like, if someone says this to you, whether it's right or wrong, and obviously, which is, as we mature, we know it's nothing, but... It tells you, I want to fight. It's like a challenge. I'm putting this on the table. It's a challenge to you. This goes all the way back to medieval times of, you know, having to stand up or fight for your honor. And someone puts a challenge in front of you at the wrong time. And it's like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) I'd like to say, I want to see what actually happened. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon.
What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. The great Ryan Hollins alongside. I'm Doug Gottlieb. We are taking you throughout the morning, around the country, giving you a sense of what's going on. I mean, look, you had an incredible F1 race at uh, at uh, in, in Miami, which uh, led to many of the drivers wanting the course changed. Okay, sure. Uh, you got Major League Baseball. Nothing really jumped out the charts except for Angels kind of winning games. That That's just for me and my boy Jay Stu. Um, and then we'll get to the NBA in a second. Ryan, did you watch the Kentucky Derby? I did not. I saw some of the amazing outfits, but I, I did not actually watch the Derby. I saw I saw the fits. I, 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 was, I had a little bit of FOMO, fear of missing out, man. I wanted to be there. Have you ever been? No, I have not. It's on my bucket list. Oh, it's it's great. I went uh, in 2008. Um, in 2008, I got to go, and it was it was incredible, incredible. I cannot imagine having been there Saturday. So, do you have do you do you know what how this all went down? No, 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 no. Okay, so basically, there was a 20 horse field. A one horse pulled out, scratched on Friday, so they added another horse that was in terms of reputation was not nearly at the level of, of everyone else. Okay. It was, it was an 80 to one long shot, 80 to one rich strike. And this is one of those, how, I guess the question would be now, have you seen the replay at all of the race? No, no. Okay. So, you know, they say horses for courses and, and we use horse racing analogy, you know, for, for other things in life. But basically what happened in the race, I, and m- most people don't believe that the jockey is like, well, you're just holding on, you know, and whoever has. But there's an absolute art to it for these jockeys to win multiple races, but specifically one race. So um, Rich Strike had the second highest payout in the history of the race, the $163.60. Goodness. Okay. Here's the final call. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandin is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandin. These two stride for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter, Sandin. Rich strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rich strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. I mean, it, it was kind of out of nowhere. The horse seems smaller than the other horses. Epicenter is the favorite. And so here's basically how the, the race went. They, when they reached the quarter pole, they were at ridiculous speed. So that early speed, it it obviously tires out some of the horses that are at the at the front, and the late speed and horses that laid back in the cut had a better shot. And then the 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 jockey Sonny Leone, if you watch in the drone footage, hey, how he just kind of kind of sat back, waited, waited, but had a clean had a clean trip. And then at just the right moment, kind of started to go for it. And it was like kind of Moses part in the Red Sea. And he was able to be almost on the rail the entire way and then edged out around one horse and like out of nowhere, out of nowhere. But to have an 80 to one shot that wasn't in the race until Friday that they just threw in and comes out of nowhere, nowhere. Uh, I mean, it was just. It's it's one of those, I understand that there are people that struggle with it as a sport in comparison to the human stick and ball sports, right? But I think we can all wrap our head around that. Like, that's a, a movie just took place. Like, that's a movie. Well, you're right. I got to learn more about that. Hey, they, they probably will have a movie on, or at least at, at a worst, a Netflix <laughs> movie, right? And that's... That's kind of it's it, Netflix movie may be better than box office movie uh, or, or something in theaters now at the pace that we're at. But no, you're 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 right, man. And you know what I see, obviously, with with the Kentucky Derby, the, the excitement is the gamble with it. And I think that's something that the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, they're adding in. But the excitement is the gambling, the experience, the 
you know, the, the energy behind it. But I mean, Doug, my goodness, 80 to one. No, you're, you're right. That is a movie. That is how did this happen? Someone's losing their job. Someone is, is getting fired because this guy wasn't supposed to win. It was unbelievable. Like I'm sitting there watching, and I'm it's it's you're 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 looking for the Al Michaels call. I, you know, <laughs> do you believe in miracles? Yes. Or or the uh, was it the the uh, was it uh, Jack Buck? Right. Like I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just that that's it, exactly it. That this horse kind of came out of nowhere, and you know, like when they're talking even before the race, like literally nobody mentioned it. It's like oh yeah, there's Rich Strike. No shot. Yeah. <laughs> no I, shot. I mean. And they're just winning the Kentucky Derby. It was incredible. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Okay. Uh, last night, the Philadelphia 76ers took down the Miami Heat. Um, Bam Adebayo was outstanding. Jimmy Butler was outstanding. That was about it for the Miami Heat. For the Miami, For the Philadelphia 76ers... Some guy named Harden, uh, <laughs> James Harden. No, James Harden, who struggled throughout the playoffs, was great last night. Here's Harden when he was asked about the difference with him in Game Four. Nothing really changed, man. I just I made some shots. That's that's. I mean, obviously, that's guess a game changer. But just being being aggressive and, and that fourth quarter, I think that that group that started the fourth quarter did a really good job of pushing the lead up and doing what we're supposed to do. Here's Harden talking about the team settling in. You know, think about it, we're still a fairly new team. You know what I mean? We're down to two months in. So, um, you know, when we finally catch a rhythm and fi- finally find something that works, you know, Joe goes out for a couple games. So um, we're finally settling into the series, and uh, we found some great things that'll work tonight and that we can, you know, capitalize on for game five. Um, yeah, so, so look, I, I look at this thing, and um, – I th- I thought to myself, this is this is what happens with older players. Okay, older players can't do it as consistently every night. Hey, they just cannot. Can't do it consistently every night, and um, but every once in a while they can give it to you. Am I wrong, or has he somehow cracked the code? I think James Harden and Doug. I don't know if we talked about this. James Harden is going to have to find out who he is at this later stage of his career. He can't be that same guy. And, and I hate to say can't. I would just say it's not realistic for him to be the same guy that he was uh, in Houston, but he's still a darn good basketball player. And I, I think to Chris Paul, Chris reinvented himself and figured I'd be the guy who gets us to the fourth quarter when you need a clutch shot. I'll, I'll take over and I'll kind of manage and control the game and make sure that we're uh, everybody else is in great position. I think obviously James and Chris are two different players, but James is going to have to find himself as a ball player. And I think the gift and the curse was Embiid only missing those first two games, them having to play without him, and having Joel come back. I don't want to say in a limited role, but him kind of feeling his way back and hard and feeling like, hey, it's go time. I got to step up. And I think it was an excellent mix of what he needed. And there's an element where he's like, yeah, I made shots. And Doug, from his time in Houston, I know from competing against James, he would just kind of shoot himself into games. <laughs> and then he'd end up with, you know, 40 points at the end of the game and have these monster outbursts because, you know, scoring threes is much quicker than twos. But that's something that we're seeing from James that he didn't, he did not have the luxury of having since he left Houston, just shooting himself into games. So, He's got to find a way to kind of be that guy and be efficient and doesn't have the luxury to wait, Doug. Yeah, no, it's 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 really really it's it's really interesting. I mean, super interesting on the James Harden evolution, revolution, devolution, whatever it is. Obviously, if he can give you what he gave you last night, you're never going to lose your passing skills. And the shooting you would expect to kind of come around as you find rhythm. The, the difference is, you know, because he's always been a guy that's been able to get into a defense, I think the way in which he was officiated this year hurt him, the way in which the NBA was officiated this year hurt him. He's never been particularly good in the playoffs because the officiating uh, takes away a lot of those, you know, he's the, he's the ultimate guy who throws his head back, throws the ball into people, you know, and draws fouls. But he hasn't looked right. He hasn't looked, he hasn't looked sharp in any way. So 
yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think that's, I think that's very, very interesting on, on if he's able to kind of capitalize on this positive momentum. That's, that's, that, 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 that's kind of my thought there as well. I just, I don't know if we can depend upon James Harden. And then the irony is they're going back to Miami, a place that you go back to when he was in the NBA finals with Oklahoma city, that dude likes to go out, right? Does he go out and, and do the, get the South beach flu again, or does he lock in and they take advantage of evening up the series? What about Miami? Are they, are they phonies? Are they for like, what, what do we make of Miami now? They're just a good basketball team, Doug. Like we're seeing a competitive series. They're a good basketball team. They're hard nosed. Um, I like to say that Jimmy Butler is a like a like a substitute teacher, a substitute superstar, because anybody who can score fifty in the NBA Finals is definitely a superstar and and, and kind of achieve the things he does. But it's he's not just. I'm not going to say Jimmy Butler is LeBron or Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. No, he's not that. But he can fill those shoes. And Miami, it's it's hard nosed, man. We're about to see the chess match, and I don't think by any means they're a bad basketball team. But the reality is, they don't have a Joel Embiid. Okay, Bam Adebayo is good, but he's not Joel Embiid. And I can say, even to a degree, Doug, from what we saw last night, they don't have a James Harden. They don't have a guy that can be James Harden. They can make life hard on James Harden, but they don't have a James Harden. So the star power is with Philly, and that's the intrigue there. But the grittiness, the consistency is with the Heat. So, you know, now Spo's going to have to do his job, but that's not the – that team is not as talented as Philadelphia, and I don't think that's any disrespect to Miami. They're just a really good, tough basketball team the way Miami likes it. Yeah. I just don't know. Can they can they score? What about, what about Kyle Lowry? Like, I know he's got a bad hamstring, but, man, he did not – he didn't look great. Kyle competes. The, the the one thing I've always said, Kyle's a guy I've played against my entire career. I'm excited for him. I talked to him when we were out in Miami. Kyle competes. Kyle brings it. Kyle knows who he is. So Kyle may go into a game and have zero points. It, it's not something to fret. It's not something to say, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with Kyle Lowry? And Kyle Lowry may score 30 points and take your last shot and make it, but Kyle competes. So, you know, you're going to have to temper your expectations of what Kyle can be. And he means so much to where the, the team is in the spot where they are because of his toughness, because of his greediness, because he does all those little things and he understands who he is. And he's going to draw those Chris Paul-like fouls, Lowry, those, that, that heady point guard play, bring consistency. But you can't go to Kyle and be like, hey, man, like, you know, we need 15 or 20 tonight. He can give it to you, but it's not just a foregone conclusion that that's going to be there from him. But he is a, a definitely a backbone uh, of, of your team, like how we'll talk about Draymond. He's similar to a Draymond at the point guard position, you know, in the sense that you're not always going to expect the points, but he's going to do a lot of the glue plays that you're going to get. And unlike Draymond, he can go and score a 30-point or 20-point outing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. 
It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that... Summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Doug Gottlieb, Brian Hollins in for Dan Dan Ed's Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right. Um, let's, let, let's, get to, let's get to the game yesterday before we get to John Morant. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do here, right? Like... I mean, like Luca is like we're in this generation of basketball where guys have always they used to do the throw the head back every time, and it looks like you're got fouled, so you're like oh, like you wins, right? And slowly but surely, the NBA officials and, and officials in college basketball have gotten smart to be like, yeah, that's not a foul. Okay, they they started with the flop warnings in college basketball. They do the fines in the NBA. But it's really, really hard to tell if every time anybody comes near anybody else, some they, they fall down and act like they got killed. <laughs> right? I mean it's just I like you you have to you actually they're actually such good actors that you you have to look at it twice. You're like, wait, nothing happened there? Nothing? Or if there is a little contact, like it's a little contact and it's just they call it you know, selling the contact. It was the worst watch I've ever seen. I've never seen a debacle like that. The <laughs> officials were awful. Like Chris Paul had a couple of fouls. You're like, what? Like that is not a foul. Like what? On the other hand, Chris Paul very much part of the problem for a long time. So it's like, well, he got what was coming to him. Okay, but this is to decide an NBA championship. Something that he has. Never truly been until last year in position to win. <laughs> Luca's a great player, okay, a great player. He uses his off arm as like it's like the Heisman, right? When he's driving, he stick stiff arms, dudes. He gets anywhere near to touch, and you would think somebody took a sledgehammer to his face. And so it's re- it's just I, I, the officials are an impossible situation. So between the flopping and how good the selling and the acting is. 
the officials, and then the number of replays where you got like, let's go to the monitor to see if there's a flagrant foul. You're like, oh, God. That was the worst thing. That was, that was a complete debacle for the NBA to turn on a Sunday afternoon game on Mother's Day when there's nothing really else on. And to watch that crap, like, I don't know, Ryan, I, like, I, and, and please don't think I don't love and respect NBA basketball or love and respect the talent, especially of those two. Those guys are as good at what they do as anybody has ever been at what they do. But that was awful. Just awful. Well, Doug, do you want to hear why it happens? Yes. I think you alluded to it. Um, first off, you hit it right on the head. Chris Chris is the reason this is happening. And I played with Chris, and I was, for the most part, on the right side of <laughs> the things he did. Okay? But what happens is, after there's a game that goes on, and Chris made Chris may draw 15 to 20 fouls a game. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna darn near foul out your whole your whole backcourt. Okay. That that's just what he does. And especially if he's playing against a younger, more inexperienced player, he's gonna get the best of them. Chris plays the cerebral game, the mental game behind the scenes. He's not a huge guard, and he becomes really efficient when you can't put your hands on him. So after the game. Especially with Mark Cuban, who is behind, if I'm not mistaken, behind the creation of Synergy. And for people who don't know why Mark Cuban got behind Synergy, is because he was one of the first, or if not the first, that would send in the clips after the game to the NBA and say, hey, you guys missed 10 fouls that would have changed the trajectory of our game. So then Mark Cuban goes over the top, creates Synergy, and now there's a whole video software platform that everybody uses uh, in the league. So as this comes around today, after a game, you send in the missed plays, and the league will respond to you and say, hey, yeah, we missed 10 fouls. We missed 20 fouls, whatever, to have decided the game, and that normally doesn't become public knowledge unless if it happens on a significant play that you know ends or determines the game. The league won't really try to make a public statement. But behind the scenes, you will see that Chris Paul had fouled or grabbed or held, you know, 10, 15 times, 15 players are in different scenarios. And what you now see is that, hey, Chris is getting away with murder. He's getting away with murder. So now there's an eye on Chris Paul. And what I saw from the fouls, Doug, that I agree looked pretty egregious. Maybe his hand was in the cookie jar and a few of them. But he did foul. He did create an unfair advantage. The referees are coming in with a target on Chris Paul to now look for him, and that's what we saw in going into a playoff game as a guy who has experience in playoff games. I'm no Chris Paul, by the way, but I know I you put in your heart and your mind, I'm going to get two felonious calls. There's going to be two calls that are going to be felonious, Doug, and they're not going to make sense. They're completely going to be against me. They're not going to make any sense in the world, so I can't get – those first two silly ones. I can't get two silly ones because I'm going to get two other felonious ones that had nothing to do with me, that I was just a casualty of being there. And that's how we come to a situation, Doug, where you feel like we got some unwatchable basketball. But if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you're probably like, hey, we beat Chris Paul at Chris Paul's own game. Uh, This is Jason Kidd on Chris Paul and the foul calls. When we talk about, you know, CP, understanding um, when teams are in the bonus, uh, I thought uh, JB and Luca and those guys did a really good job of understanding when we were in the bonus. And so I, I think um, we're being taught by the, one of the best point guards ever um, on the other side of how, how to do things. And, and that's pretty cool this time of the year. Yeah. So he's saying, like, look, we're just using your own tactics against you. Here, here's Luca talking about exchange with Chris Paul on the rebound foul at the end of the first half. I mean, I saw he was going for the rim, and I was surprised. And then uh, he said, "He said to me, if I push him that hard, he said, uh, I, I said, no, not that hard, but it was a smart play.' He said, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, like, look, I, and I, I do understand. I mean, but just some of this stuff is so bad. The, the foul where he cut off, who was it he cut off? He, he got the ball on a rebound. And um, he cut off Jalen Brunson. And it's that move where you stop and then he runs into you and you try and get a foul call, right? And that's a point of emphasis from the NBA officials. I understand point of emphasis. That's for the regular season, the preseason, the regular season. In the postseason, it should be like just 
and and the point of emphasis, the intent is not just to stop them from doing it, but for the stop the offense player from getting a foul call in that. So the very the easiest way to do it is just play on. They just play on, which has been the case in most of these NBA series, which is, you know, like you go back to, to Celtics and Nets, and that was a series in which they just let them play. Now, there wasn't, there's not as much flopping from Kevin Durant or flopping from Jason Tatum or flopping from Jalen Brown, but it is really, really interesting that, um, that here's Chris Paul, who, of course, is known for this, and he ends up, you know, they they beat him at his own game. That's really what happened. No, Doug. No, Doug. I got to cut you off now. Okay. I, I got to call your bluff on this. Okay. That play, as you talked about, unwatchable basketball, is one of the most disgusting in sports. <laughs> That's the equivalent of we're driving on the street, and I swerve in front of you, but I don't touch you, and I slam on my brakes. And if you don't slam on your brakes simultaneously with me, simultaneously with me and I get rear-ended, right. this is now your fault. But I initiated the, all of the contact, and I want the blame to go on you who rear-ends me, or as you say, play on. <laughs> no big deal. It's an accident. Like, like going in the backcourt, we actually lost this series against OKC when we were up OKC with the Clippers. And Chris went to Chris. His instincts kicked in at the wrong time, and he went to do it. And he ended up. It, he just threw the ball in there. Something happened. We lost. I'm, unfortunately, I don't want to bring that up. I'm sure it's a sore spot for Chris, but it's the it's one of the most disgusting plays that ends up being called a foul. But Brunson tried to get away from him. It's it's horrible, and he got penalized for it. But I get the idea. It is a smart play because you draw a foul in the backcourt. Everyone's careful. I played with Chris. It's happened for me. I played against Chris. It's happened against me. He's personally, and and that is absolutely right what Luca's saying. Chris, in the middle of the game, would come if I was on another team and had a good possession on him and, you know, had my hands out the cookie jar, everything. Did, did you foul me? Oh, man, that was good defense. Good job there. He will grade the referees in front of you and say, oh, man, that was a smart play. Hey, man, get your hand out of there because I'm going to get that foul called. And Brunson who I like to say is a dog, Doug, with the WG on the end, not D-O-G. Brunson is a dog. He's going to get a big payday, as we see. It became personal with Chris. They they were playing this point guard chess match, and it's funny. You talk about the unwritten rules of basketball. Jason Kidd, a former teammate of mine, one of the best of the best. Jason Kidd understands the point guard battle, and he's behind the scenes saying, yeah, don't foul him. Yep, run into him. Yep, attack him. Hey, when he when he makes contact with you, you go ahead and take it. Don't fight against them and get those plays called. So, Doug, he Jason Kidd knows the unwritten rules, and this is a big part of Phoenix because with no Chris Paul, they were they played hard, they played together, but they weren't they weren't in sorts, and you saw it. Yeah, uh, it, it it's it was it's a hard watch. Just a hard, hard watch. And what ends up happening is now that series is at two, obviously you still think that Phoenix uh, is in the driver's seat playing at home. But also the longer the series goes on, the other thing that Chris Paul is known for is the possibility of injury, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. he's he's in his late 30s. So uh, then the other question of the day is John ja Morant and the knee grab from Jordan Poole. Here's Jordan Poole describing the play where Morant got hurt. Yeah, I mean, it was a basketball play. I mean, we went, we doubled him, um, and I hit the ball, and I was going for the ball. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I'm not even that type of player. I respect everybody. So, I mean, obviously, hopefully we get better. Hopefully he gets better, and, um, you know, we can see him out there in this game. But, you know, I don't even play like that for real. That's not my type of game. Here's Jordan Poole when asked about John Morant's tweet, which he later deleted, that said that Poole broke the code. I guess John did tweet, uh, broke the code, with a video of that uh, in response to that. We got another game on Monday. Um, you've seen the play. You've played in the league. What'd you think? I ain't like it at all. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think Jordan Poole was just trying to hurt him, but it was a little bit of in my mind, Doug. And you know this because if there's eyes on you, oh man, let me let me sneak my hand into the cookie jar. I'm halfway in. I'm not all the way in. Let me. He didn't just rip Jaws' knee. He didn't do that. But eh, eh, let me give you a little twinge. <laughs> let me give you a little, show you a little love. And I think that there's a little bit of truth in every lie. 
in that. Come on, man. You, you think don't. He's, in, he's double teaming him, and he's like, oh, I'm going to grab his knee here. Doug, have you ever accidentally grabbed a knee? Doug, you were know. good. Doug, you have a reputation. You were a good defender. You were a dog. You were I, a dog I, picking I up the no ball. Idea. I have no idea. In super slow mo, like things look no, totally different. It, but Doug, have he, you ever grabbed a knee? Do you think that's something accidental? Have you ever grabbed? Maybe a hip, maybe a shoulder, maybe an arm. Have you ever grabbed a knee, Doug? I I, I don't believe I have. Because and that's where, as a former player. Man, you had to st- step in and say, no, I didn't think he punched his leg. I didn't think there was something really demonstrative, but you don't accidentally grab a knee. Like, you know, that's the sensitive area for every ball player. Like, I, Doug, I didn't even like the, when the doctors, you know, the little, the little checkup where they hit you on the top of the knee. I'm like, dude, they're like, did that hurt? I'm like, nah, I just don't want you touching my knee. It's, it's a sensitive area. And I'm not saying that hurt John Morant. I think ultimately... The mindset to wear down John Morant, is John Morant going to score 47 points in another basketball game for the rest of this series? Uh, That's going to be tough to see. He's going to need help. But that's what you look in and say, yeah, we're going to wear him down. I think that's more of what we're seeing. But as far as Jordan Poole, I think his hand was halfway in the cookie jar, man. I think it's ridiculous. I think you, you think in the middle of a game they're double teaming the best player in the other team, and he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna grab his knee and just pull his knee." Horrible reaction. I've had him. I've done it myself. Horrible reaction. I've tripped guys. I've done dirty stuff. You, you, I don't know what goose through your head. Pull is a young player. Horrible reaction. Shouldn't have done it. Did I think he he just went full Monty, just all in it? No, I I, I don't think so. But I think I, it's kind of inexcusable, Doug, because we can both sit back and put ourselves in. I wouldn't grab your knee, like. I wouldn't, <laughs> and maybe he was just showing him a little love, but it wasn't. I don't think Poole wants Ja out at all, but, hey, man, it's it's playoff basketball, dude. Doug Gottlieb and, uh, and, and Ryan Hall, I just I don't understand how in the middle of a game, in the middle of a double team, you're like, oh, I'm going to grab a guy's knee. I feel like you reach for the ball, you come back, you catch somebody's knee, and that that that's – that that's what happens. You can give us your thoughts uh, at Ryan Holland. Uh, Ryan, what's your what's the Twitter? The Ryan Hollands. The Ryan Hollands at Gottlieb Show is mine. Of course, you can do it on my Facebook page or IG as well. Coming up next, more on John Morant missing time in the series and what it means for the Grizzlies. Plus, did you hear who's going to win the MVP of the NBA? We'll tell you next on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick or... 
You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.